the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP. Chad Burton. Financial planning is a little bit above my pay grade. I try to do financial accumulation of wealth. What CFPs do is they financial plan your latter years, 50 to 100 maybe. There's a lot of things that we just don't know. CFP Chad Burton and myself have put together some good downloadables for you at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. One of the newer ones was written by a colleague of mine, CFP Chad Dan Futterman. Dan and Chad. Dan Futterman. Um, And he did a financial planning checklist. Checklist for the new year. I like checklists. I like top ten lists. I like taking little quizzes. How many hearts does an octopus have? I know you're saying, I know know this. Call on me. Call on me. Call on me. The answer is three. I like doing things to keep me smart. Um, And when it comes to financial planning, I think end of the year and beginning of the year are two great times to give yourself a little bit of a financial checkup. Um, You have to, according to this by Dan Fetterman, you know, whether you're working or retired, it's a, a, a new year, right? I look at us from essentially working age 20 to 60. And it's then retiring from age 60 to 100. That age 60 to 100, I see how it plays out for a lot of people. My dad worked until the day he died, 58 years old. My mother has outlived him by 25 years. So she has a unique retirement situation. Individual, on her own, without a quote-unquote man to take care of her. She did have five sons, so there's more than enough men, if you know what I'm saying. But you get the idea. Her retirement is rather ugly. My dad worked till the day he died, never really got to retire. And her retirement has been 12 years, 13 years of bad health. And I mean bad health. I'm like, she's a shut-in. We all knew that when my father passed that she probably wasn't going to go get married. She probably didn't have any friends that she can go on cruises with. He was her life. It's often, we almost joke about it because uh, to this day, she's, she remembers him very lovingly, uh, which is fair. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying at 80 plus, she's hunched over, watches TV, and doesn't really go out and socialize with other elderly people. So her only contact is her kid. So we're all going to be very different. Age 60 to 100, I want you to have enough cash live off so you got to start with your cash flow every year and start at the beginning of the year you can already say things like i'm going to put twenty two thousand dollars into 
my 401k, my 403b, my 457. So you just spent $22,000. You can see how your cash flow goes. At the start of 2020, you could say, I'm going to take two vacations. One's going to go to Paris, ooh la la, and it's going to cost a lot of money. And one is going to be a drive down 101, which is going to be a lot cheaper. Or I guess you would do not drive down 101, but a drive down Route 1. Route 1 in the Bay Area, for those of you who are listening on the international, internationally famous podcast, uh, Route 1 is, is beautiful. So uh, it runs right along the ocean. So you have to start budgeting at the start of the year. I think that's a great way to look at it. Um, write down your big ticket purchases, whether it be a Roth IRA, 529 college savings plan, health savings account, any sort of saving goal. Then you want to make sure you have enough cash for planned expenses over the next one to two years. I've kind of been lucky. I do a lot of my own home maintenance because it relaxes me. There's nothing like putting a cheap board in. Uh, tearing down a wall, building a new one up. That's fun. Um, I like getting dirty and cleaning up. Getting dirty, fixing and cleaning up and, and enjoying whatever you've created. Um, so I haven't had to plan for expenses in the last couple years. The ones that I are creeping in the back of my head is I knew that I need a new patio because some of the concrete starting to become uneven in the back. Of which I can tell you this, that's a big fear of mine. If my friend's children, if my children's friends come over and they trip over that crack and let's just say their daddy works for the law firm of I'm going to get you. <laughs> I'm a, and going to in a get you. I don't know. What am I trying to say? Let's just say, let's hope he doesn't work for a big law firm where he's going to sue me. I also have a dog. I happen to buy a dog that is known for never, ever, ever biting a human being. Because those are the two, my, my two big worries is that my wealth could be taken away by someone coming into my yard and falling or coming into my yard and getting bitten by a dog. So I know you're saying, where's this going? Well, I have to put a new patio in at some point in time. It's in the back of my head. That's going to be $10,000. I have to get a new roof at some point in time. I've gone 10 years without even looking at it. What's that going to be? $10,000? So at the start of the year, it's good to set aside some ideas. Continue to fund your emergency uh, fund. And I'm a little bit looser with what I'm willing to let you get away with in your emergency fund than, say, someone like Chad. He's a CFP, so he's going to say, well, it should only be in cash. And I'm not against that. It should be, I'm fine if you want to go with like an internet bank, whatever you're comfortable with. Internet banks will likely pay you a little bit more interest on your savings. But having some period of emergency money aside is a good idea. Uh, you want to review your retirement plan every year at the start of the year. I'm talking about resources that are at newfocusfinancial.com. It's a list. Uh, it's a financial checklist to start the year. But the number one thing you have when you're working is your age, your ability to earn income. From age 20 to 60, you may think that you have this like super powerful brain. I've got a lizard brain, which means, I don't even know what that means. Uh, but you may think that you're all that in a mug and a chicken. You're good looking. You can ski down any mountain. Well, the good looks are going to go away. A friend of mine used to do a lot of skiing, and because of skiing, he didn't wear a lot of um, tanning lotion. Not tanning lotion. <laughs> uh, 
he didn't put a lot of sunscreen on. And now that he's 60, oh boy, the spots on his skin. Like The best thing you got from age 20 to 60 is your ability to earn income. So keep that in mind. Um, if you are an individual and who's self-employed, you need to start thinking like S-corporation. Are you contributing to your 401k early? If you're over 70 and a half at the start of the year, you have to figure out what your distributions are going to be. Then you have to start looking at all your accounts, like a health savings account. If you're younger, you can bank on yourself not getting sick and, and pay a lot less in insurance. I wish that I could have gone back from age 20 to 40 and self-funded a health savings account versus paying for health insurance. Except for the fact there was that one year where a doctor saw blood in my urine and said, uh, we need to run tests on you. I don't know what those tests would have cost. I can tell you that I feel like my insurance took care of them. But you get the idea. You only insure what you can't afford to lose. So anyway, you can go to newfocusfinancial.com. There's newfocusfinancial.com. I was just going through some of the lists um, there. The financial planning checklist for the new year is written by CFP Dan Fetterman. Go to newfocusfinancial.com. Hit the resources tab. Download it. And start educating yourself. There's enough there for you to get smarter about investing. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So I'm Rob Black sitting in for CFP Chad Burton, newfocusfinancial.com. I was going through the blogs that you could find at New Focus Financial going through some of the pod, uh, podcasts and the downloadables, PDFs that we've put together. I like things to look pretty, so I kind of insist on, let's do a PDF kind of th- mentality. Um, a lot of good stuff. You can go get it right here, right now at newfocusfinancial.com. One of the most famous investors of all time. We might have remembered this if we cared to, to store it in our head. Back in second or third grade when you learned about Benjamin Franklin. He is probably one of the most influential founders of our nation. Because he was cool. He was like a multitasker. He was an inventor. A publisher. A scientist. A diplomat. He helped draft the Declaration of Independence and the United States Constitution. He negotiated a big Treaty of Paris in 1783. He published something called Poor Richard's Almanac, created the first library, and helped form the American Philosophical Society. All pretty good stuff. One of the things that I really liked about him was he he was a finance guy. And if you've seen the musical Hamilton, or if you know anything about Alexander Hamilton, he was a finance guy too. A lot of our founding fathers knew money, and they knew it well. By the time Ben Franklin ultimately died, he was one of the wealthiest men in the United States. Now, again, you could probably go and start freaking out about that and go, well, he was a founding father who just wrote himself checks. He bequeathed a thousand pounds of sterling each to the cities of Boston, Philadelphia, worth roughly $119,000 today. That's pretty fascinating. I've always wanted people to bequeath me. Do you have a will? If you have a will and you want to write me and you bequeath me a hundred quarters, I'd take it. Wouldn't it be just great to sit in a lawyer's office and like your rich, lo- your long lost uncle has bequeathed you something? 
Um, but when he bequeathed a thousand pounds of sterling, um, he said, you guys aren't allowed to touch this money for a hundred years. So, and you're only able to spend the money that it creates an interest. Pretty smart. Um, the managers of each city were permitted to spend a hundred thousand pounds or $11.9 million in public works. The remaining 31,000 pounds, 3.7 million were to continue to be loaned at 5% for another hundred years. So he basically set up a business model that it was self-funding city projects for the cities of Philadelphia and Boston. So he's one of those people that's out there that I think is, I want to be careful on how I say this. A penny saved is a penny earned. Those kind of things aren't stupid. They, they, they sound so naive. A penny saved is a penny earned. You can go back and think about all the change that you've ever had in your life, which brings me to the app that I like a lot called Acorns. Um, Acorns is a financial app. I think it's suitable for a lot of people, especially younger people. I'm always stoked when I hear someone joins it because of something I said. It is not going to be your primary ticket to retirement. It's going to be your primary ticket to a financial education about getting to a big round number for retirement. I don't care if you're worth $10 million or $1 million. If what you can live off what you can live off in your retire, I'm good. I'm not trying to get you stinking wealthy. But I like Acorns. So what Acorns does is it's an app. It links to your bank and um, or your credit card or your debit card. And for the record, I don't like debit cards. I think people that use debit cards out in public are some of the financially unsavviest people. In large part, if your debit card does get stolen, your risk is everything in that bank account. If your credit card gets stolen, it's capped at 50 bucks, and most of the companies will waive that if there's fraud tied towards it. I'd much rather have that. So I don't use a debit card in public ever. So if I go to a city where I think I might need cash, which you don't really need that anymore, but there was a period of time where you're like, well, I might have to jump in a cab. And you don't have the cab you takes cash or not, so you just get cash at an ATM. I don't use debit cards. With that said, um, the Acorns app, what it does is today I just did parking. Paid for parking for three and a half hours in the city of San Francisco. And I think it came to about $4.75. So it's going to take that $0.75 and round it up to $0.25 Acorns Apple. And then after I get about $5 or so of $0.25 roundups, it will invest it for me. And I don't have to think about it. And I wish I could go back and like all those times I was like at a bar when I was 22, 23. And I tipped whatever. If I could have gone back and let's say it was like... $5 $5 beer. If I could have tipped a dollar or one, then I would have invested 99 cents. And if I, like, some of those nights out would have been productive versus just a loss of, of money. So a penny saved is a penny earned. And um, I think that's a great thing. So there's a good website, uh, newfocusfinancial.com. It's got the podcast of this show and other shows, it's got some blog insights, and it's got a lot of downloadables. If you want to contact Chad and his team of CFPs to become a client, they will start that process going with you. 
Um, it is a bit of a process, and it is paperwork heavy, so kind of know that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the things, one of the best lessons that I could teach you about is when I wanted, when I was 20 years old, I was like, I need a million dollars to retire. Now with inflation, because I wanted forty to sixty thousand dollars a year of income, but forty to sixty thousand dollars of income created off that one million dollar asset in the last twenty thirty years has changed. It's 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 been eaten away by inflation. Thirty years ago, my rent was eight hundred dollars. Today, my rent, if I was renting, would be about fifty five hundred. If I was rent- if I was solo, which is probably a, a fairer comparison, it'd be at least twenty five hundred, three thousand. So that's inflation, and that's why you have to save more money than you think you can do. Um, another good example of inflation is tickets to Disneyland. Every now and then, there's something that really happens pretty negative in the world: coronavirus, Ebola. Um, terrorism. Some nut goes into a mall and shoots people. And people are like, oh, Disney stock. You know, people won't want to go in public anymore. And there are scares like that, for sure. But every year, Disney raises ticket prices. The most expensive ticket to get in now is over $200 a day if you go in prime season. That's a lot of money. I say, just fire up YouTube and show all the rides to your kids online. Because you can do that, you know. Get a virtual reality headset and show them YouTube of, of Disney and save the money. Rob your childhood of their, their childhood. Rob your children of their childhood. Anyhow, a lot of good downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Good blogs and much, much more. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. Trying to pump up the website newfocusfinancial.com. There's a lot of good content there. On days or weeks when either of us are away, it's a great source of encyclopedic knowledge on financial planning. Well, renegades. We both do different types of radio shows. I think Chad does a show on wealth preservation. I think I do one on wealth creation. I don't know if that's fair or not. I try to show you little stories that will get you inspired to think more about money. That's what I truly care about, is just getting you brushed up on it. I know that loving people is important. I know that family is important. I know that solving the world's problems with electric vehicles is important stuff. Uh, All I want to do is get you a little more educated on finances. Because for me, the saddest truths are, are the things where people didn't realize what they were doing and then they suddenly are that. If you're not saving for retirement, I've got a friend who's over 40. I want to say she's like 41, 42. And she lives in the Bay Area and she loves it. And she goes out every weekend to different live events. And she's spending all her money. And in about 18 years, she's going to realize, whoops. The saddest truth will be what she thought 60 was going to be it's going to be a lot more poverty. And that's for a lot of Americans. Americans are woefully unprepared for retirement. To the tune that one in three of us basically start to run out of money before payday. 
a friend of mine does mortgages and uh, wife is a stay at home mom which I'm not judging it's tough though in the Bay Area because you almost need two salaries and uh, she, she used to work until the shit they had the kid and then she took, she's taking time off and I get it I get it I, I think that's incredible time that you get with your child to bond unbelievable but now that she has been at work for a while, they've gone through a little bit of savings. And he says, literally, when I get paid, she's like, where's that paycheck? So yeah. some of us have to go a little extra light at the grocery store. Some of us have to say things like, um, instead of having a well-stocked house with like batteries in case he, you know, electricity goes out, you go, I'm not going to get batteries this month. Or I'm going to cut down on something. Because if you're living, one-third of us are living paycheck to paycheck, and we run out of money. That's not good. You know, there's tax season. Like, a lot of people are like, hey, that's my best time of the year. Because the IRS, I usually get a refund. Keep in mind, the U.S. government's just giving you back something that you gave to them. You gave them too much tax money. So it's not like it's new money for you. I know a lot of people treat it like that. Like, woo I got a big return. I'm going to go blow it. And all you have to do is say, hey, on Friday, I just got my paycheck. I'm going to go blow it. It's the same thing. It's your money. So paycheck to paycheck is rough. And like sometimes we do get into those situations where something wonderful happens like tax time and you get a big refund but we also get into situations that aren't quite so lucky um i dated an irs agent in college she wasn't she got out of college before i did so i dated an older woman and um long story short when we broke up i got audited (laughs) is it a coincidence it probably was she was one of the nicest people on the planet um but sometimes the, the government says, and they're pretty nice. I don't, I'm not afraid of the IRS. They'll send you a letter and they'll go, Mr. Black, you said that you earned X amount of dollars on these five forms. We say that you earned X plus 10% on these six because you missed one. And I was, oh, oh, oh I, I, I didn't do my taxes. Right. I'm so, so sorry. And they're like, we don't care. You're just going to pay a penalty for it. And it's done. It's not that painful to be audited or to, quote-unquote, lose. But it's not a payday either, if you get my draft. Um, And if you find yourself living paycheck to paycheck, it probably means that you are one step away from a financial problem. Hopefully you have that emergency fund in case something happens. Like, let's say you have a CPAP machine because you snore horribly. Um, and let's say it breaks or that roof shingle starts to pop off. I own a house up in the mountains and after last year's winter, there's some damage to the roof. So I'm not saying it was unexpected because you kind of know that's going to happen. Um, I'll tell you this, it wasn't a fun check to write. Year one of owning a second property is a nightmare because you forget how expensive it is to have plate, buy new plates, buy all new silverware, buy all new glasses, buy all new everything. So the cost of living factors into all of this. 
food, housing, education, medical expenses, they all squeeze a little bit higher. And that's, again, why I want you to really learn a little bit more about money. So get that savings cushion. That's super important. Start to look at for trends. In the world of investing, if you haven't saved enough, you're probably going to have to work longer. Because I don't want you swinging for the fences and trying to, like, I'm going to buy a biotech stock that's going to cure cancer. But here's a trend that I'm absolutely fascinated with. America's fallen in love with, and I, I got to find this out last year. A friend of mine likes to boat, and uh, I'm not passing judging, judgment, but I, I find people that um, I'm going to try not to get into trouble on radio. I'm not a big fan of boats. I'm glad you own it, not me, kind of thing. Um, but the beverage of choice was hard seltzer. And I'm like, what is this? So in 2019, I learned what hard seltzer was, right? The category's grown from near zero a few years ago to 2.6% of the beer market today. Hard seltzer is just seltzer water and like a couple berries and alcohol. I think it's kind of vodka or a potato. It's some, I, I don't know for sure, but that's... Alcohol is not just alcohol. There's different types of alcohol. But Boston beer has been a big winner. And I told you about it easily seven, eight months ago when I started figuring out this trend. Um, it's bad news for anyone who will turn their head to an obvious trend. Um, I know you're, I'm talking about alcohol and Alcohol probably ruins more lives than, I don't know, heroin? I Making lives better. So alcohol is, is a, a quote-unquote sin, and in the past, I have to kind of really dance quite around it. But um, there's also an idea, investing in sin stocks is a good portfolio idea. There's a mutual fund called Vicex, V-I-C-E-X. And it, it's doing guns and cigarettes and alcohol, companies that make missiles, because there's an, a concept that it's always going to be there. It's just going to be part of society. So Boston Beer is a company that I was able to say they do a seltzer. And I hope you got in on it because it was a $280 stock and now it's a $411 stock. I'm not saying, because again, that's that's even weird of me, because I, when I talked about it, I said, you need to consult a burger advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. And you should. But you kind of saw what I was thinking. Um, hard seltzer is just carbonated water with added alcohol, typically given a little fruit flavoring. Manufacturers fine-tune the alcohol level to balance between calories and carbs, making the drinks popular with the beer belly adverse. Uh, it comes in a 12-ounce can, each with about 100 calories, 5% alcohol, 2 grams of carbs, gluten-free, of course. I'm not going to talk about gluten. <laughs> I don't want to get in any trouble. Company, uh, one of the big brands is a company called Truly, T-R-U-L-Y, which got in my head the other day. I'm like, how do you spell Truly? Is that a made-up word? Um, as you get further and further away from your high school days and your college days, spelling becomes a little bit more like, I don't remember this one. Um, 
So Truly is made by Boston Beer, whose name belies its frequent focus. You know, beer, including Sam Adams, makes up just one-third of the estimated company's volumes. Um, Sam Adams makes two-thirds of their money from seltzer tea and cider. It's kind of an odd thought, right? So Anheuser-Busch, Molson Coors, Constellation Brands, those are all alcohol companies. Anheuser-Busch, ticker symbol BUD, B-U-D. Molson Coors, ticker symbol T-A-P. Constellation Brands, S-T-Z. They're all joining in to the seltzer mixes as well. Now, during the Super Bowl of 2020, you may have gone like, ooh, Jennifer Lopez. Ooh, halftime show, Shakira. I was like, hey, Bud Light's got a seltzer? Something tells me the, the Clydesdales aren't going to be you know, called in for the marketing on that one. So Constellation spending $40 million to launch Corona hard seltzer. Molson is bringing a seltzer called Vizzy, V-I-Z-Z-Y. But the maker of the recently launched one, Brizzy, B-R-I-Z-Z-Y, is suing them because that name's too close to their name. So who loses out here? Coca-Cola and Pepsi have got their own energy drinks kind of angle, so I'm not going to say them, but you could invest in alcohol. You could invest in hard seltzer. I'm Rob Black. You can find me on newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Lists at newfocusfinancial.com. It's a great way for you to educate yourself on income in retirement. On how much money do you need to retire? On how fast $100 will grow into $800, 1 to 800, or 1 to 200. There's a lot of good information there. I'm looking at some of it right now. One of my favorites is Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is one of those people that, if I can go back in time as an investor, I would have written down a lot more Warren Buffett quotes. And made a lot more money in my career from investing. He's the best. So, in my opinion, if you Google today the Oracle of Omaha, read a couple pages about him, do it again in a couple months, you're going to brush up on some pretty wise stuff. I'm going to be very sad. I will take a day of mourning when he passes, if he passes before me. I think he's 89 or 90 now. So there's a lot going on with his wisdom. Buffett puts his money in no-brainer kind of businesses. He tends to go for things that are pretty simple with long-term competitive advantages. One of his favorite quotes, or one of my favorite quotes, says, is never invest in a business you don't understand. The amount of trouble people get in. I had someone corner me yesterday and ask me about, he goes, yeah, my neighbor wants me to invest in. And I'm like, uh-oh. Start rolling my eyes even before he can tell me what it is. And it was a digital coin company. It wasn't Bitcoin, and that made me like, if you're so freakish that you have to go after a digital currency, I get it. You're a freak. But if you have to go after, like, Squarecoin, SQCoin, no. You're making this too difficult. 
Speaking of making it too difficult, that's another Warren Buffett quote. You don't need to be a rocket scientist. Investing is not a game where the guy with 160 IQ beats the guy with 130 IQ. I love that. If you listen to a lot of radio and television, if you watch CNBC or Bloomberg television, you'll see a lot of financial experts dog and ponied out in front of the media. And you'll see a lot of these quote-unquote called experts um, say anything to get on TV. Warren Buffett once challenged a hedge fund, made a bet over a 10-year period. I'll bet the returns of the S&P 500 versus the returns of your hedge fund over the next 10 years. Now, the hedge funds are, they got computers, they got algorithms, they're buy, buy, buying, they're sell, sell, selling. Guess who won that million-dollar bet? Warren Buffett. 160 IQ doesn't beat 130 IQ. Buying the markets is way better than trying to uh, invest your way through them. Warren Buffett once said, I try to buy stocks in businesses that are so wonderful that an idiot can run them. Because sooner than later, one will. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. He's looking at the underlying business more so than he's looking at the guy running the business. It's a good lesson, right? Warren Buffett famously said, A ham sandwich could run Coca-Cola because the company is so efficient and organized that it doesn't matter who's the CEO. Now, I don't know if a ham sandwich could do it. But I like that he said that. One of his quotes was, I don't look to jump over seven-foot bars. I look to step around one. I look to step over one-foot bars. So he's not looking to jump over seven-foot bars. I look around for a one-foot bar that I could step over. Don't make things too difficult for you. Don't go for the stock that has you know, always hit a 52-week high every single day. Don't go for a challenge that you're not up to. Trying to understand a company that you don't understand. Warren Buffett's rule number one, never lose money. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. He's made a mistake. And when he did make a mistake, he goes, it's only when the tide goes out that you learn who has been swimming naked. And in the world of Wall Street, what you learn is who the bad investors are when the market goes down 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30%. You really see it. You see the people struggling the most. You see bankruptcies pop up because people over-leveraged themselves. People took money out of their mortgages to put in the stock market. People get crazy. I fired a client back in 2000 who basically said, it was 1999 probably, stock market was still roaring. And he goes, if I give you another 10000 can you turn it into 100000 by Christmas? I'm like, yeah, you're, you're, you're fired. As an investment advisor, you tend not to get rich by firing clients, but you got to lower their expectations. I did very, very well with tech stocks in the 90s. So another Warren Buffett quote, and there's a list of all the, my favorite Warren Buffett quotes at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. He said, our favorite holding period is forever. It's a lovely thought. I don't think it's completely realistic. 
But you know what? He was the richest man in the world from investing. He was a self-made man. I'm going to give him a benefit of the doubt on that one. And like when I look at companies that I personally own, like Apple, the idea when I buy it is I would want to own that stock forever. It's not a bad one. Like Visa, I think I could own forever. Again, things could change. Payment rules can change. There's no doubt about it. Anyway, you can find a list of all my favorite Warren Buffett quotes and much, much more at newfocusfinancial.com. There's income and retirement. There's PDFs tied towards starting off 2020. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com, get a couple of these podcasts, get a couple of the downloadables, uh, learn about the blogs. There's a lot of stuff on incentivized stock options, which are very difficult for the average person to understand. Check it out at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.